0: Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach.
1: Hello and welcome to the DC Daily Drop, another DC TV Weekly Recap, a mid-season finale edition of all of the DC TV shows that are out there right now. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach.
2: And I'm Travis.
1: All right, so I guess we will jump right in. Uh, A lot going on in this midweek, as Travis called it the week where villains win uh so starting with supergirl episode rain what'd you think travis
2: uh i enjoyed this episode i was a little disappointed there wasn't much of any mention of the crossover which was a little disappointing but we got to see probably the best fight in the three seasons of supergirl arguably with supergirl facing the rain which was awesome and we also got to see the little hints that lena and james are now going to become an item
1: absolutely and that you know the crossover wasn't mentioned at all really on any of the shows uh for the other than you know legends where it had to but yeah that was probably one of the better fights of supergirl ever the supergirl rain fight at the end there what do you think of that zach
0: yeah that that fight was just probably the best fight i've i've seen on any of the shows this season and definitely the best fight i've seen on supergirl ever i think um i i was curious like how long they were going to take it take to because we they talked earlier about how like rain was going to have this whole origin and you're going to see her turn in to a villain so i thought maybe she would be like kind of weak at first and you'd have to see her like discover her powers and kind of grow up and like maybe get beat up by supergirl and that was going to be like a uh inspiration to her to get stronger but no she didn't have any trouble taking down supergirl did she (laughs) No, yeah, and that was a brutal fight,
1: and I, I will say, I'm not, I don't know what's, I don't know what is up with Rain. Uh, like, is yeah. Sam? Does she still have Sam's memory? Is does she? Is she in control? Is, uh, I don't know. Um, I just other than that, but you know, she came on, she came in, and she messed stuff up, uh, and that was that was the highlight of it. Yeah, it,
2: it showed. Uh, I think that Ruby might be the only chance of getting like of getting rain back to normal i think that's the only chance like it seems like ruby she like she's zoned in on ruby whenever like there's an opportunity for it so i think that might have something going forward
0: i'm going to make a prediction that she is going to end up probably incidentally killing ruby and i think that's what's going to break her out of it is having killed her daughter and then like figuring out oh my gosh what did i just do
1: I think that could also turn her towards the uh, towards completely being Rain. Uh, it wouldn't surprise True. me if that happened. Or uh, I I know a lot of people have guessed. You know, maybe they're sort of hinting at Alex eventually adopting Ruby. Uh, something like that. Uh, they've sort of hinted at that. It seems like uh, it wouldn't shock me if they did that either. That seems oh, like yeah.
2: per- that seems like the perfect way to go. Also, maybe Rain is like had something to do with what happened with Ruby's father too
0: that's a good point too but i don't know if we'll find out about that but that would be some interesting backstory to get yeah and i would like more of backstory of rain in terms of
1: why why does she just is she just flip a switch and becomes evil is that is it that simple or or is there more to it uh so i i predicted before the season that we would see like sort of a full-on death of death and return of superman story arc for supergirl I don't think they're going to go full out with that and have fake Karas going around soon or anything like that. But it looks like, man, she got she got brutally beat up. I don't know if we'll see most of an episode without her or if they'll be able to go a couple episodes without her. But uh, do you think we'll see less Supergirl, the first episode back, Travis?
2: Uh, I think so. I have a little note wrote there in my, in my notes saying classic hero in coma episode next episode. Right. So I'm just assuming Carol have dreams and Erica Durant will be a part of it. And Carol went into that fight very angry, and that's not really how Supergirl or Kara like is or what they're made up of. I think the Manel struggle; she's struggling with Manel being there in the whole situation. I think that weighed on her heavily in that fight too, like going in with that on your mind and fighting the World Killer.
1: <laughs> right. Um, for sh- yeah. And Alex te- specifically telling her beforehand, oh. Don't be human, be alien. I think that's obviously gonna, you know, it's pretty obviously gonna play back in uh, the end of the end of the season. It's going to be her embracing her humanity, and that is somehow going to help her be a better fighter. Uh, That's what pretty much
0: seems like what it's gonna do. Uh, But yeah, and I think Tom and I talked about where this. This isn't really that important, but where is Superman? Like, where is the Superman on this Earth? Like, Supergirl is basically dead and he didn't even show up for help or anything yeah it's obviously out of story
1: reasons but it really makes him look bad and, and not to mention martian manhunter who's just uh doing what he he was able to get there in time right after the fight he couldn't have right. flown there a little faster or anything like that um it, i get it it's a Supergirl versus rain fight it's super story but it does when you have all these other heroes around it kind of makes them look bad as supporting characters yeah. I
2: think I think we've already determined that Marshall Manhunter is super, super slow when he's <laughs> flying, apparently.
1: <laughs> he flies slower than he can actually walk. That is right. that's the trick.
2: <laughs> I guess that's why he got that car. That makes it yep. <laughs> it all adds up yeah.
1: Yeah, well he needs to use that car more often then. <laughs> but yeah, it's like it's the classic um airovers mid season finale where it looks like the hero is on the edge of death, or at least uh, you know it's been done before. An arrow, or they get beat up really bad in the mid-season finale, and so I'm curious to see how Kara comes back from that because she's never really taken a beating like that. Yeah,
2: no, not at all. This is going to be close, cool. especially with Monel and Saturn Girl being there. It's not going to be super easy to recover either.
1: <laughs> right, and and I'm they're they're hinting at the Legion of Superheroes. I'm really curious to see how more of that plays out in the future. Oh, agreed. What would you think of the James and Lena relationship, Zach?
0: Uh, We talked about this before, about we all kind of predicted that this was going to happen, and now it does look like it's happening, and it's giving James something to do, which unfortunately is something other than being Guardian, because I really like him as Guardian, but again, it's kind of hard, and I understand it doesn't really fit in that well in this kind of Supergirl universe, show, whatever. Um, So I don't know. It doesn't really doesn't interest me that much. I'd rather see him as Guardian, but at least we get to see more of James at all.
2: I agree 100% with Zach. Uh, I would love to see him as Guardian more. We got to see the shield for a second, uh, maybe (laughs) more. I can understand why he's not Guardian either, because if he ended up facing rain, she would just kill him in two seconds flat. See you later. Oh, yeah. So he needs some sort of kryptonite lining for that shield. Maybe he should talk to Oliver.
1: (laughs) yeah he somehow (laughs) has it on his earth so maybe uh yeah i don't know uh on to the flash don't run what do you think of this episode zach
0: uh this was this is good this is a this is a good one to do the mid-season finale on again it's kind of the villains winning um and our our heroes not uh but I did like, I was getting a little antsy to get the the Thinker-DeVoe kind of storyline really going and they sure did ramp it up in this episode and I think this is the first time that I've really taken the Thinker seriously and um, you know like almost through the whole episode I was thinking like man this is not that great of an episode but then we get that twist at the end where you find out that he's taken over this guy's body and it was all kind of planned and everything and he's framing Barry and I don't know. I, it turned it into a really good episode for me.
2: Oh, I agree with Zach, too. This episode was great. I like the little twist there in the last 10 minutes. You were thinking, oh, there, there's 10 minutes left to the episode, and they're celebrating Christmas. What's going to go down? And bam, <laughs> the knives were brought back. And we got to see this storyline in I'm pretty sort sure of season one finale of Flash, when he's running back in time to save his mom. One of the mm-hmm. bubbles is him in jail. So it was cool. They had that brand since season one and now they're bringing it out, which is nice to see.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I liked a lot more from Devoe in this probably the most I've liked Devoe in an episode and, and seeing, seeing him in action and what his plan was and how he was able to manipulate Barry. I thought that was really cool. Um, and I'm excited to see how Barry and the team come back from that. I, you know, Overcoming uh, it seems like Devo has everything thought out and everything planned out, um obviously he's got to have some sort of weakness in his plan, but yeah you know, i I don't know what that would be and and that will be kind of interesting to see how that that goes if if Barry you know is on trial and and everything that happens with that i'm I'm curious to see how that works, yeah, I
2: know we, one thing he's better to me because I would have been out of there like <laughs> the lightning bolt when I heard that door breaking open. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And this kind of shows, yeah, it shows kind of the hero. It is the hero that Barry is, and it's really contrasted with with what happened in the Arrow episode. Uh, how different those two, the leads of their the lead characters are. You know, yep. Barry stops and thinks of a virus and everything that's going on. How running won't help, and stands there for a crime he didn't commit, uh, ready to get arrested, and. Whereas Oliver is being in a, a similar situation being put on trial uh, for things he did do, for things he is actually guilty of and and yet wants to blame everyone else and take it out on his teammates uh, and it just it just really shows uh why why the flash is a little bit more heroic than arrow in this universe yep that's a that's a pretty good way to sum it up
2: <laughs> that's a good way to sum it up.
1: Uh, we also uh, had sort of the, the other main story. So Caitlin and Barry were both taken. Iris had to decide, you know, Caitlin's off trying to fix Brainstorm. Barry is taken as well. And Iris, you know, the the comical computers at Star Labs are gonna start <laughs> on fire because they're they're working too hard. So Iris has to make a decision. What did you think of that, Travis, in terms of Iris, you know, really having to step up and be a team leader? Uh, did you like that storyline?
2: I did. I enjoyed Iris taking lead, but I think her first decree should be fixing the hole in the wall. Maybe that might have something to do with your processing power. You can <laughs> maybe look for two people at one time if you don't have a giant hole in the wall. Well, in the ceiling and roof. But I like how she's taking charge, and Harry gives her like, the stone-cold facts. Like you got to make a decision now, or it's not helping either one of them. And I think she did make the right call, because it seems like the thinker had this plan. Uh, put in place for a long time, so I don't think anything Iris would have done. I don't think fun and Barry any sooner is going to stop what the thinker had planned.
0: Right, that's a that's a good point, and I, I am glad that they're giving Iris a bigger role and having her do something because the last I checked, she still isn't a reporter, or I I don't really know. I don't <laughs> know if they ever really explained what her day job is. I don't think she has one anymore. But um of all the characters in Star Labs, it is kind of seems like she hasn't had much to do um so i'm glad they are giving her giving her something to do and she's definitely going to have to step up in that role if uh for however long barry is going to be gone on trial or in jail or whatever is going to happen with him right and i i i do wish we had seen a little bit more uh,
1: basically when barry was in the speed force of iris really growing into a role as team leader because we didn't see her sort of step up and develop that way so it's kind of weird to see her making these really important decisions when harry and cisco and caitlin uh the last two of which have been around team Flash since the beginning and made all had to make all kinds of tough decisions as a team and iris is the one making the decisions for them um but I, i think she could probably be qualified but it's it's interesting that i just wish we had seen more of her grow into that role
2: are you yeah. trying to say that the least qualified person is making all the shots <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't say that, but I might have implied it. Yes. <laughs> I, I
2: just think is is the "We Are the Flash" thing the excuse for Iris not going to have a job now? Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Star Labs must have some really good patents or something uh, to be able to support all of those all of those characters and uh, still run the building like they do.
2: Yeah, the power bill must be crazy.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, maybe Barry can use transfer some of his energy somehow. I don't know. Uh,
2: know That's where Wally is. They they said Africa, but really he's downstairs and (laughs) running in the
1: field. (laughs) That that is terrible. He better be well paid for that. (laughs) All right. Well, on to Legends of Tomorrow, where we see Bebo, the god of war, take over Viking culture and change all of American history. Uh and th- we also see the return of Citizen Cold to this team from Earth X. And we also get a young Marty Stein again. He has returned. What do you think of this, Travis?
2: I love this episode, and I also love Puppet Stein. You had that uh, omitted from the Martin Stein's we saw. Uh I also loved the first part of this episode when Stein goes to shoot the bow and arrow, the cue and the arrow music. Oh yep. just making me laugh so hard.
0: <laughs>
2: and a little special note is the, they were all. This whole episode takes place in my home province of Newfoundland in the year of one thousand.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, that's pretty cool. I didn't even I didn't even stop and think of that. Uh, no. Yeah. Well, you could be selling celebrating Bebo Day if if not for the legends.
2: Thank God, Christmas has a far better sound to it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I agree. I totally understand if people. Didn't like the uh, puppet Marty, but I, I didn't expect to like it, but I really did like it. It was it was really fun. And Citizen Cold, uh, Leo, whatever you want to call him, he really pulled it off, sort of taking on that role there. That was really fun to see, and I was glad we got to see more of Young Marty. It was a cool way to have a closure to the Firestorm arc without um without having Victor Garber back or taking away anything from from the sacrifice he made in the crossover. And I thought all of that with with marty uh, i love that how he he wouldn't wouldn't read the letter or anything like that you know said he'd had a full life i absolutely love the the young martin stein in this episode
0: so i guess i ha- will have to disagree a bit with both of you i did not like the puppet <laughs> the puppet style <laughs> i did it 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 was probably here's my problem this is, this is my fault probably i watched the crossover and I see this like really touching, really serious episode of Legends and, you know, something really terrible happens and they have this genuine moment of sadness and emotion that really actually hits you. And I forgot that that's not what Legends is. That's that's <laughs> Legends during the crossover. Um, and then they come right back and the very next thing you see is this puppet stein. And so maybe that's a good way to kind of let you know, like, okay, we still don't really take ourselves that seriously. Like, if you want a fun show, this is a fun show. But I don't know it for me, it kind of took away from the, the gravity of his death a little bit. And then going right back to just seeing him alive again. Um, I did like seeing the young Marty and everything they did with that. So they could have just done that and been had that been the way that everybody kind of copes with it.
1: I understand where you're coming from. I think if we hadn't Spent time on the funeral in the crossover. Right. I would I would be right there with you, but because we had that time, uh, had the funeral there, and then you know they they've clearly we don't know how long this has been, but they've clearly been mourning. If it's if it's Bebo Day, December twenty fifth, <laughs> and we know the crossover in universe was in November, they've had a month to deal with it, and That's are true. trying are trying to get back in, and you know they've had the funeral and and had some time, and so trying to insert some levity, I thought was fine.
2: November 28th was on the letter, I'm pretty sure. So I think that's when the crossover day. It shows, like you said, it shows Stein's character that he didn't didn't open the envelope and look at all. What what do you guys think about Sarah getting transported to Malice's dimension, maybe? I'm not sure what exactly that was.
1: Yeah, that was weird. (laughs) (laughs) I I think it's supposed to be a mystery, but uh, the coolest part of that by far is what that potentially sets up in terms of a new character being brought on. And yeah.
2: we we had no idea that Jax was leaving and like I had no idea, I didn't expect it at all. There was no sign straight this episode that that would make me think that. And at the end, bam, he's gone.
1: Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't totally shocking with you know, the way they've this season's gone and we know knew Martin was gonna be gone, so I didn't want to see Jax go, but it didn't it didn't wow me. Is there um I mean, do you wanna see him come back in the future, Travis?
2: I'd like to see him come back and you go well, you guys know that Prevailing thread I've been pushing the whole year, which is him being Firestorm by itself. But I guess CGI budgets shot that down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. A- come back at some sort of crossover event, like he even said. Maybe people are going to be take, trying to take over Central City with jetpacks. So you could see him back next year in crossover, perhaps.
1: I hope so. Um, we, we see him some way, whether he be you know returns to being a superhero or not. If we just check in with regular Jackson and have him. Uh, see where he is a few months from now or whatever like that i hope we do check back in on him
0: yeah it wasn't surprising that he's he's leaving um there wasn't a whole lot for him to do by himself especially because they didn't set up him having any powers by himself and so but i'm kind of in the same boat. i hope we do get to see him i really do like his character but i i don't know how much we'll get to see him though we
1: have
2: three originals left now
0: yeah it's The show is changing, and I, I
1: want Legends to be a bit of a, a rotating cast, so I don't have too much of a problem with that. Uh, so a few months ago, when we heard the news that Constantine was going to be appearing on Legends of Tomorrow, it would be a two-parter, episodes 9 and 10, so I was looking forward to this episode for that in particular, and then I noticed they didn't have him in any of the, the teasers or any of the marketing or anything like that, and, I'm, and I was almost hoping they had pushed back but his appearance, but it appears... The first part of his two-parter was a thirty-second clip. There, uh, what did you guys think of the reveal of Constantine?
0: It's cool that he's here, but yes, that if you can call this a two-parter, then I don't, I don't even know what the qualification is because that <laughs> thirty seconds, and then maybe I don't know, he'll get like. Hopefully he's in the whole episode, next episode. What if he's just 30 seconds at the beginning? Can this, I call that a two-parter? This is what? some
2: super Supergirl crossover from last year garbage that I <laughs> <not> like whatsoever.
1: <laughs> I, well, I will say, Supergirl, you know, like even last year they announced uh, Tyler Hecklin was coming back for the finale. He showed up at the... He basically had the length of role that Constantine had in this episode, but they only announced it as one episode. Uh, so I, I am really disappointed if that's all we get of it being two parters having said that it was awesome to see Constantine back and uh and and hanging out there yeah
2: oh we're going to be excited for next episode regardless it's just we we love him so much we want two episodes full
1: episodes <laughs> yeah. <okay. laughs> yeah absolutely uh but we got to wait and we get, for legends we have to wait until February until it returns so uh black lightning will be back and will start in its place in in January so we've got a while to wait for legends Pick up the Constantine arc.
2: Ah, uh, well, it's worth the wait.
1: Yeah. So on to Arrow. Uh, what'd you think of the irreconcilable differences, Travis?
2: I enjoyed this episode. I thought it was moving a little slower, but the reveal at the end uh, won me for the episode of the week. I am impressed with Diggle's slow clap ability. He just <laughs> one clap, and then the whole <laughs> building was off. Like, is there anything Diggle can't do?
1: He's a, he's a natural leader.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and we got to see Curtis and Renee's relationship develop a bit more, which was nice. And Renee, it showed a lot of Renee coming along a lot since last season, only to yank the rug right out from under us. And I didn't expect Renee to be the guy that was going to testify against Oliver, but that's what
0: happened. Yeah, this, I don't know, it just feels kind of rushed. Like, I don't know i don't really know what why they're why they're doing this and like we talked you talked about this a little earlier tom but it's it just does really show how different arrow is how different oliver is from all the other heroes on cw that he is basically trying to blame other people and i i mean i get that he feels betrayed but it is like it is stuff that he really did do and I, I don't know. It would be more heroic to try to like lay yourself down for the team and say like the team is bigger than me and the team can go on without me. But, you know, they did all the the shady stuff and like followed them and spied on them and everything. So I don't know. I almost understand. Well, I do understand the upset, like why the rest of the team is so upset. It makes sense to me.
1: Yeah, I totally understand what the team I'm 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 quite upset with Oliver at this episode. <laughs> he was he was quite unlikable. And that. You know, forgetting the fact that he's been lying to his son for weeks about returning as the Green Arrow, uh, forgetting about that. Um, he's he's also spying on the team, pointing fingers at them, blaming them for for what they did, even though he admitted they're just doing what he would have done in the same position. So that was pretty frustrating, and and seeing how he he wants to to split the team up, even though just last year he learned how important a team was. Um. You know, it, it was, I was pretty disappointed for, for sure. in Oliver and, you know, he, he, uh, Diggle makes it, points out how we need the team, all this, you know, based on his years of military experience, years of experience with team arrow. And then Oliver responds with, I agree with Felicity. Um, yeah, <laughs> just totally dismissing Diggle. If I was Diggle, I probably, <laughs> Diggle probably should have walked out too. Um, so I was, I was really disappointed with Oliver in this episode in particular.
2: I think that's the way that the writing's trying to do it, too, the writers, but also, Oliver got a son, and if he goes to jail, like, well, he should have been thinking that, but now this episode with Thea there, uh, he doesn't have that uh, crutch to stand on of my son, like, he'll be alone. He got his aunt, Aunt Awesome Thea there, who he would go if he went to jail, but on another hand, if you're Oliver, I'd be sketched out as hell to go to trial now, because... If I was going to go to trial, thinking in Oliver's terms, I'd be like, when they're reading out the verdict, I'd be there on my phone getting ready to text the flash and be like, come get me out of here. (laughs) (laughs) But now Flash could be in jail, so both our Carlos (laughs) heroes could be in jail, which is hilarious. But I think that Oliver, he's being shady. But for two seasons, since last season, we've had a little, when Diggle came back last season and since then tonight, we've had a little OTA, like original team arrow, and new Team Arrow, kind of, there's two layers of Team Arrow. There's original Team Arrow, then there's all Team Arrow, including the new guys. So, me, I I didn't, like, think it was any out of the ordinary for the original team to investigate the new team. But what Diggle said at the start of, Oliver, just bring this to the team, give them a chance to confess. That's all you needed to do. You wouldn't have had any problems. But I love how this is all Caden, the work of Caden James in the background, and everybody he has working for him.
0: Yeah,
1: I guess if it wasn't so easy to manipulate Oliver like that, uh, I would be I would be more interested in that in that setup. But yeah, I mean, Diggle was 100 percent the voice of reason. Anthea, uh, both the voice of reason. And yeah, I mean, if you're Dinah in that situation, all you've done for the team, all you've done for Diggle in particular. Yeah. I mean, how can you not feel betrayed that, that they would spy on you and not even not even ask you just just follow you around and, and see what you're doing and. And that give you a chance to defend yourself.
2: Oh, 100% agree. But we can also see how they've mentioned it a couple of times in that episode. Evelyn's charred betrayal last year still weighs on Oliver's mind. That's what he's thinking about. He's brought that up twice in that episode, so you can tell that he's not. He didn't get over Evelyn betraying him last season, he yeah. believed he just went initially thinking one of them immediately is just like Evelyn last year. That's the first thing he said.
1: Yeah, between between this and the uh, Kryptonite arrow, I kind of want the, the next crossover to be a a Tower of Babel type storyline where uh, Oliver is revealed to have been following everyone around, and everybody just takes it out on him. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> maybe roughs him up a little bit. Uh, I I wouldn't mind that. Oh, that that's,
2: that seems like a good storyline. We could we could get that for sure.
0: Yeah. I just hope he learns something. Like I hope there's some consequences from this and he has to change something. Right. And I agree.
1: But the problem is he, he learned he needed a team last year. So yes. right. it's almost <laughs> like
0: he's relearning the same lesson.
2: Uh <laughs> yes, he is hard headed up. <laughs> uh,
1: but not to be all all negative. I thought Theo was back and really good in this, uh, uh although she did get knocked out one punch, but she was in a coma, so uh that's fine. Uh Quentin was great in there and my heart just Was just broke for him in particular when he uh, talking to Oliver at the wedding reception and yeah and that moment there I just I just feel so bad for this guy um and and Paul Blackthorne nailed it
2: oh no Tom you just signed this death death warrant that's it (laughs) oh he's not making true the season listeners you already know you have time to blame (laughs) I
1: I am not taking blame for that. (laughs)
2: i'm just kidding but i I couldn't see it going that way because usually any parent figure to oliver doesn't you don't laugh too long
0: (laughs) oh yeah that's a good point but yeah i mean yeah he he did a great job in this episode and like you said it's it's he he's doing a great job making you feel bad for him because terrible things are happening to him and i don't know he just he nailed it
2: he has the worst luck of anybody i think yes yeah he's of (laughs) oliver (laughs) <laughs>
0: yeah
1: he's he's pretty it's pretty terrible um so we get obviously the black siren and shows a hint maybe of redemption and then we get the team reveal at the end of the bad guys what do you think of that travis
2: i love that because i wasn't expecting uh vigilante to be part of his crew which blew my mind when i seen him walking in the end so he's completely playing black canary black siren completely playing lance there is it's awesome i'm just i just think that this is a hot take I'm gonna throw out there, but I think Roy is Caden James' son. Mm. And he's gonna he thinks Roy's dead from what Diggle set up in the prison and they're gonna find out that that's not the case.
1: Well that would make Caden James a lot more interesting if that were that were the case. That would be a really interesting twist. I would like to see that actually.
0: Yeah. It did already get more interesting. Like this this reveal of the whole evil team up at the end made me a lot more interesting Caden James. And it just like person after person just cut Coming in, <laughs> I was like, "Okay, is Oliver gonna walk in? Like, is he actually bad now?" <laughs> the are <Fuhrer. laughs> right? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I, I guess I've. I, it's kind of weird how they're all together. Why are they all together? But I guess that's sort of a mystery that can be unveiled later. And so, I'm. Um, I think there's potential for good storylines with a with a team like this.
2: Oh, I love! You can probably branch off each person to a team member. Hopefully, when they all reconcile and get back together, like we probably believe will have
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that is it for this week. I will I will say uh Lucifer the Centerman had a really good episode. The best villain probably Lucifer's ever had. Really fun, interesting. Uh I liked that episode and Gotham also had its mid-season finale with Queen Takes Night. So, yeah, they'll get a little bit of a break from DC TV for a while. although Freedom Fighter of the Ray Freedom Fighter's of the Ray is out now, but uh other than that Ooh. we do get a small break.
2: I'll have to check that out.
1: All right, well, that is all we have for today. Travis, let everybody know where they can get a hold of you.
2: You can find me on Twitter at Travis underscore 156. Just drop me a tweet anytime, chat about DC or anything superhero genre. All
1: right, well, thanks for listening, and we'll be back again tomorrow.
0: Thanks for listening, and make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and dcdailydrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.